Welcome to Moon Harbor Heroes. Today's issue is Faces Issue 8, Comes Awkward Moments. On the cover, Carl and Faye lie in the wreckage of a coffee table, tangled up in each other. Faye is blushing a deep pink. Violet, mouthful of cookies, is sitting on a couch behind them, staring. Felix stands, arms crossed, behind the couch. Bert, holding a tray of tea, is gawking at the two of them on the floor. We turn the page and our story begins. And we're going to cut to a panel of a front door and Ryder uh, knocking on it. And then after a couple panels of just that door, Bert opening the door. What do we see through the door, Carl? Like set the panel behind Bert and his face. We're in the suburbs. It's like it's a house, but it's a pretty small house in the suburbs. The front yard is totally un unkempt. And then as the door opens, there's there's a lot of stuff around. So it's like there's not a lot of light entering the house and there's there's just junk everywhere. It looks like Radio Shack exploded into a small suburban house. Okay, excellent. And um, in front and... of you is this is this small old guy who looks at you with a face like, Who are you? So what are Felix and Estelle dressed like? Felix is actually still in his gym clothes. So he's wearing okay. like sweatpants and a like a white t-shirt um and he's actually still got his he he never actually took the grips off his punching bag grips even though his you know the gauntlet was appearing when he was punching he's actually still wearing the grips on, over his hands so he looks like he honestly probably looks like some sort of enforcer about to beat the hell out of this guy so um we get the panel with uh Ert opening the door just staring and then the panel of the two of you standing in the doorway and then a panel of Bert's face again says, who are you? I'm Felix Krauss. You may know me better as Ryder Typhon. We're wondering if Carl came by here. So Bert kind of looks at you completely confused for a moment and then kind of latches onto a few words and goes, oh, Carl's friend. Um, I haven't seen him since earlier in the day. You wouldn't have a way to track him, would you? We are looking for him. We think he may have went off with another one of our friends, and he has an artifact on him that, um, well, last time we saw it in action, it destroyed the Saber building. Bert gets a very concerned look on his face, uh, steps back and like holds the door open for both of you. And we're going to set another panel in. What, where, where does Bert take guests? Where would be, like, go ahead and describe that room. Okay, so um, you can see. There's a very old couch, like, I think the lint is keeping it together, not really the frame anymore. There's, there's an old, like, uh, cathode ray TV with the antennas. And there's a, a, a shaggy carpet with an end table, and on, the, on top of the end table is a tray with, with uh, biscuits. But they're, like, awesome. super, super stale. Okay. So the first thing Violet does is she walks in, she plops down on the couch, and she uh, helps herself to some biscuits and gets some of that stuff on her face along with the ice cream. These biscuits are like a year old or something. That's cool. Violet doesn't know what biscuits are actually supposed to taste like. Space or biscuits are always stale. <laughs> yeah. uh, so we're going to join that panel like as everyone's walking into the room, obviously mid-conversation with Bert saying... So you're telling me Carl's a superhero. And with that, on that, you know, um, Violet flopping on the couch, 
grabbing a cookie, Bert saying that we're going to cut back to Faye and Carl. Sorry, yeah, Faye and Carl. It's been, um, so let's say about five minutes. What, like, what does the scene look like when we join back? I would say that um, basically about everything that can be destroyed is destroyed at this point. It's getting okay. seriously out of hand. Look, we got just like the one lone guard tower rising up and then off, off to the side. Yeah. Yeah, we're in the side park. We're not in the like primary power plant area. So we've destroyed like everything to the side of it, but we haven't like destroyed like where there could be any sort of chemical stuff. It was all, this is like the auxiliary side of things. Cool. And. Where are you standing, sitting, whatever, in the in the first panel? I think that I'm... We're standing on top of the rubble, and, like, in my mind, Carl's, like, floating down towards me, like, coming to, like, rejoin. Would that work for you, Carl? Sure. And as Carl lands, I'm gonna, like, throw my arms around him, give him, like, this giant hug. And for, like, half a second, it looked like Faye's about to kiss Carl. It's, like, almost there, and Faye quickly pulls away and, like, blushes bright red. And is, like, that was really cool it was a lot of fun should we do more i think i think there's places around here where we can do more how did carl react to the hug so at this point carl is for the first time in in over over a day like two days this is the first time that carl is actually in his carl shape fully he looks he looks to be human-ish and he would um, accept the hug, but he's completely oblivious to it. He's just super excited, like a kid with too much sugar at this point. Okay, I I think we're probably triggering um, Carl's share a triumphant celebration move here. Okay, yeah, sure. When I share a triumphant celebration with someone, I ask them what makes them proud or happy about the actions they took. And write a lesson based on it, either filling an empty slot or replacing an existing lesson. You had so much power, but you had so much control over it. I really, really respect that. I wish I had that kind of control over my powers. I don't know what that amulet does to you. I don't know how it makes you feel, but you are so strong. I've been practicing, and like, a lot. It's fun. You're amazing. And now Carl has to write a new lesson based on what you told him. Was that enough for me to be revealing a vulnerability or weakness in the, like, I wish that I had that control over my powers? Okay. In the panels, this is taking up. We're getting, we're, we are, as the viewer or readers, definitely seeing these drones getting closer and closer. The readers can see that this is the, the very, very end of this conversation, probably forcefully. While Carl's working on his lesson, go ahead and trigger that move. Great. So if I share vulnerability or weakness with someone, I give them influence over me, which means Carl gets to shift my labels again. And I ask if they think there's hope for me. Okay, so I, uh, I'm going to change always protect your friends to um, always have fun with your friends. Okay, excellent. Which is a really dangerous lesson to take, but okay. Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I have to say what uh, again, Smalltown? Uh, if you think there's hope for me. Also, you get to shift my labels. So superior minus one and mundane plus one. Because I see you more like a person now. Yeah, I like that. And is there awesome, hope for you. her? Is that, do I have to answer in character in some fashion? or You do not have to answer in character. I think there's but hope. But does Carl think? Carl thinks there's hope. Uh, cool. I get a mark 
potential. And when I see the hope in Carl's eyes, I am actually going to kiss Carl. Carl is going to kiss back. Oh, awesome. So we get this panel there and the kiss takes up like, let's say three panels. There's the hesitate, like the panel where Faye kisses Carl, the panel where Carl kisses back, and then a panel of them kissing and the swarm of drones forming into a large circle uh, in the background. Uh, and then it starts spinning, and you two hear a really intense humming. And I think we get a panel where, like, you two are still in the same, like, kiss pose, but turned and looking at this spinning thing and this glowing portal energy starting to build up in the middle. Carl, I think we should get out of here. Um, yeah, sure. Do you trust me? Sure. Where do you think we should go? Should we go to my place? Should we go to your place? Where Where you should we be? do not have enough time for that. Okay. I don't let's think we have much, much time for a response before something comes out of that. Uh, Carl just blurts, let's go to birds now. And he <laughs> tries to fly. I'm going to portal. Okay. I'm going to take my hand, which is going to go full demon, and I'm going to slash through the air. As I slash, the air is going to turn into that like shattered stained glass look. And I'm going to pull Carl, and I threw it, and we're going to disappear. And because it's kind of hasty, I'm going to kind of come crashing into Bert's house and like crash onto the table in the living room. When we land, I want to like land so I'm laying on top of Carl on top of the outbroken living room table. Excellent. So we're going to have that happen in a moment. We're going to get a couple establishing panels before you all arrive. Cutting back to Bert. Bert's living room. Where is everyone sitting while this conversation's happening? Or when, when the first panel of this? Ryder is not sitting. Ryder's standing just a little bit inside the room. Carl, where would Bert be sitting? Um, Bert would be sitting um, the, le- the left side of the couch. Okay, cool. And I'll the your left. Oh, I'm sitting on the other side of the couch, and I've got a bowl, the bowl of uh, biscuits in my lap because I'm now munching on them like they're chips. Okay, awesome. And I assume there's like a telenovela on, like a bit yeah. too loud in the background, making conversation kind of annoying. Yeah, yes. and it's it's in Spanish. Excellent. And if anyone wants to have, uh, we'll, we'll have a few panels here. If anyone wants to say anything, do anything before they're gonna crash through. I'm, I'm going to have a panel where I look at Bert and say, this is remarkably less high tech than I thought it would be. So let's have like a small table where like Bert's computer is set. What is Bert's like everyday computer when he when he uses one, Carl? It's like an old Dell box type of deal. Let's say um, early 90s tech. It's clearly visually heavily kitted out and it looks like like it runs the latest software and like it's it's got Windows 10 or whatever the in-universe thing is. But it's it looks like an old computer, but it clearly has all of the newest software and stuff like that. So maybe we get like a panel of like Felix on the uh, the login for Saber with that code. Bert has kind of been a bust. He doesn't have any quick way to track Carl. We get like Felix just about to type the login and then uh the portal opens and they slam through onto the date under the uh, coffee table. I found him. Oh, okay. Well, that's huh. Bert. Kind of looks around, confused. Looks down, and goes, "Welcome home, Carl. I think we should Bert, have a Bert. talk." Bert, Bert, I want you to meet my friend. This is my friend. This is Faye. Say hi to Bert. Uh, Faye. My hair is kind of messed up from the the fall. I'm like awkwardly wave because it clearly looks like something else was just happening. At this point. Carl starts buzzing around the room. Hey, guys. What's up? 
Where yeah. were you guys? A stand up from the table and, and like literally just zip around the table. They were going to call us. You didn't call us. I did call. No one answered. My phone must have been on silent. There were these drones and we had to get away. So we came here. Drones. Like, like Carl was... were the same drones that we fought in the park. We fought drones in the park. What? Well, me and Carl did. You were busy. I didn't see any drones. I was just doing like, <laughs> and, then we were, and then we were here. Huh. Also, I think I just made out with Faye. I just blush bright red, and I'm like, we had to blow off some steam, and then there were drones, and then we kissed, and then we're here. Anyway, uh, what are you all doing here? Birdie, oh. at this whole time, has been staring around the room, trying to get a grasp on what's going on. And he looks at Carl, latches onto the only thing he can think of, and says, So you've, you've been out there playing hero. Carl suddenly realizes that, um, well, he just realized that um, Felix and Estella are there, and that, and that that's super awkward. And then as Bird says that, he realizes that Bird knows about the powers and stuff. And he goes... We've just been having fun, Bert. These are my friends. I want you to meet Faye and Felix and Estelle. Sorry, Alana and Felix and Estelle. I keep forgetting your, your real name. This is Alana, Felix, and He looks and around at each of you and says, I, It's good to meet you all. Carl talks a lot about you. And then he kind of looks around the room. He, he, feels, he seems very much out of his depth and, go, depth and goes, I'm... I'm going to get you all some tea. Kind of scuttles out of the room. What are y'all doing? I'm going to look at Alana and go, Alana, does he still have the amulet with him? Yes, he has the amulet with him. Okay, well, then two birds, one stone. I was going to ask Bert if he could look at the amulet and help us find out what it actually is. Okay. I don't think that's a terrible idea, Carl. I mean... He could probably help you figure out how to unleash your powers in a safer way. You said it was dangerous, but I mean, I, I yeah, see yeah, what yeah. you can do, yeah. and I could probably help with but that. The, but the amulet is so fun. In your mind, Carl, you start hearing a whispering saying, um, you can't let them take me. This power belongs to you and you alone. Uh, my, my internal voice uh, to the amulet just goes, yeah, I know. Do we see any visible change when you're talking to the amulet? Like, can we tell that you're having that like, inner conversation? Not really, unless you're being very, very observant. I mean, we just Blink made there. out. I'd say, I'd say somebody who's very observant would be able to do it, and I'll, I'll say that um, maybe because we just shared the kiss and be, because I'm being very drunk on whatever it is I'm drunk on, you, you'd be able to notice. I'm going to notice think, the change then, and I'm going to grab Carl's hand and look at you in the eyes and be like, hey, do you want to, do you want to take a second? You look like there's something on your mind. And I'm tr clearly trying to communicate with you about the whole, we both have monsters talking to us in our head. Do you want to talk about that thing? Um, Carl goes, we're, I think we're you should also be piercing the mask. I should be? Yeah, I think so. Cool. I can do that. Okay, Faye, that's a four. So, Carl, uh, you can pierce the mask as if you rolled a 10+. plus. How could I get your character to trust me? I already trust you. 
Yeah, that's what I figured. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good on questions <laughs> right now. I think. Okay. So Carl, Carl scrunches up into a ball, um, and loses a lot of his shape, and uh, and goes, "We're fine." I'm gonna kind of flinch, like. That wasn't the answer I was hoping for from the man that I just made out with. And so I'm going to, like, go back and rejoin Felix and, like, just as discreetly as I can, shoot a text to Felix and be like, something just changed, but I don't know what. I see what you meant about the power of the amulet. I'm going to flip the phone up, read the text real quick, flip it down, and just kind of nod. I'm going to look at Carl and be like, hey, Carl, do you want a glass of ice water? Ooh, yeah. I'm going to telekinetically from the other room bring in some ice water. We get a photo of this uh, glass of water floating towards Carl and then Bert following it behind with a tray with several glasses of tea. Not that it's not nice to meet you all, but there's a reason you're here. Yeah, we are here for a reason. Carl, would you let Bert see the amulet, please? Bert turns to look at Carl. Carl just um, dangles the amulet for a second and then takes it back again. That's not what I meant, Carl. Bert, we would like you to take a look at this amulet, and... We, we're gonna have Felix's uncle have a look at it. We don't need to show Bert. You're good, right, Bert? Bert is kind of warily looking at that amulet and goes, where did you get that, Carl? I didn't tell you, but I'm kind of a hero, and there was this fire guy, and he blew up a building, and I, I, took, I took down the fire guy and took his amulet, and I gave the guy to Saber. I want there to be a panel, like a short, like a small panel with Felix holding his phone to his side and texting uh, Leo to tell him, uh, just quickly telling him we found them. We're all at Bert's. Meet us here. Okay. So I've got the amulet now, but it's really fun. So I don't know. Bert kind of takes a step forward uh, towards you and says, your friends have told me you've been acting strangely since you got it. I've been acting like a hero like they wanted me to. When I don't act like a hero, everybody's mad at me. When I act like a hero, everybody's mad at me. I don't get it. We're not mad at you, Carl. We're just concerned. In that same panel, when I say that, you see, like, that's an after image of of, um, Felix saying that, because at that same point in time, he's moved towards the door, just in case something was to happen and Carl was to decide to try to burst out. Felix, I have a weird question, but have you gotten prettier? I'm going to go up to Carl and be like, I don't know what's happening with them, but I'm not mad at you. I, you know, I think you're incredible. I just, I want to see if Bert or Felix's uncle, if anyone can help control that better. So you can keep staying as strong as I know you can be without. You're pretty too. You're pretty too, Carl. And I'm going to take his hand and then I'm going to be like, hey, but. Do you let Bert see the amulet for a minute? Are you provoking or just... I'm provoking. That's a hit. That's a seven. Which of the options are you picking? We'll go carrot. I don't think Bert cares, but Uh okay. Here, Bert. And I I hand him the amulet. The voice is screaming as you're handing it over. I scrunch up into a ball and the amulet drops on the floor. The moment it's out of your possession, the voice is just cut off. Bert reaches down and picks it up. The moment he touches it, he just goes rigid still. I'm, I'm grabbing the amulet back immediately. Carl, go ahead and roll to unleash your powers. Nine. 
I'm going to use that team. We just got to make that be a 10. So you snatch it. Um, Bert shakes his head and like kind of seems to snap back into the moment immediately. Carl, like on the page as like, as like in the panel that has you grabbing and reabsorbing the amulet, we get all the like whisper texts that we've been getting to signify the amulet talking to you. And um, we see, I told you not to give it to anyone else. If you give it to him again, I'll kill him. And Bert um, I, just shudders and says, "I where where am I? What happened?" At this point, uh, at this point, Carl like drops into um, into a million ants, basically. So there's a small ball um, which is holding onto the amulet, but like there's insects scurrying in every direction trying to get out of the room. As we get that panel, Felix, your phone goes off, and you can see it's Leo's name on the screen of it. I'm going to flip it up and say, emergency, uncle, what's going on? You hear your uncle's voice. He sounds strained. strained, And he says, uh, Ryder Typhon, we, we have a problem. And we're going to cut to everyone else real quick. What is everyone doing? Uh, Faye and Estelle with Carl scattering. I'm going to telekinetically try to stop Carl from going anywhere. Like I'm going to try to like pull the ants back into a group. Kind of like wall the doors off and pull him back. As I'm saying, Carl, what happened? Where are you going? All right, Faye, that sounds like you're unleashing your powers. So go ahead and roll plus freak. Uh, seven. So on a 7 to 9, mark a condition, or I'll tell you how it's unstable or temporary. I'm going to mark insecure. I just uh, made out with this person. The, the conglomerate of peoples. And now they're running away. Okay. So you have um, used your telekinesis, and you're like, actively holding Carl in a single like orb in the middle of the room. So, Felix, have you ever heard the Dark Rider's voice? Last time I heard his voice was when he... He left mom. You hear a familiar voice. Hello, Ryder Typhon. You have something that belongs to me. Dad? And we're going to cut to Carl. Carl, what are you doing? So, um, Faye has got me in a telekinetic ball. Is that correct? Yep. So that should be fine. Um, so I, I'll have some of the ants in, in the room. Crawl, crawl up to crawl up Faye, and suddenly Faye feels like she's losing part of who she is, and she can hear like there's some sort of clarity going on where she so, can feel feel Carl. So a proposal for how those panels look on the uh, page. We get this panel with like the distortion look of Faye's uh, telekinesis, and then like a like stream of ants like crawling up it and then reaching Faye. Um so Faye becomes part of the swarm for just a second and it's a very alienating feeling. And Carl uh telekinetically um says to her, We have to get everybody out. Um okay. I don't know how I'm communicating in the swarm, but I'm doing it and I'm really, really surprised by that. But uh, we get my like thought bubble conversation where I'm like, tell me what to do. We have to get Felix out and we have to protect Bert. Got it. I'm going to outwardly say to Felix, I think we need to get out of here. And I think we need to take Bert with us. I, 
at that call to uh, Felix, we're going to cut back to Felix on the phone. Felix, through the phone, uh, you hear, um, you know, the I have you have something I want, and I have something you want. And then the next panel is a pitch black room, except for like one single hanging light shining down on uh, Leo tied up to a chair with like a bloodied face. And standing behind him is just the silhouette of uh, um, the Dark Rider uh, holding the phone to his ear. And he just says, um, give me the suit by the end of the week or you'll never see him again. I'm going to assume the phone goes click after that. Oh, you have a chance to respond here. What have you done with Leo? You know what you have to do. And now we have a click. Um, I flip the phone down and like grip it really hard. And as I do, like the armor just like it begins to shimmer into like literally it shimmers into form around me. I don't think we need to go that extreme. We just need to leave. I don't think we need to kill Carl. Felix, what's going on? Felix looks up kind of because he's kind of like like he's like not even in the same situation. And he says, I have to go. And then just literally just kind of not even thinking goes to push on the door, not realizing that it could be a swinging inward door and like just kind of knocks it off its hinges and just walks out the door. First, Felix, is it possible for anyone to catch up to you? Because you are easily fast enough to make it impossible. No, there's no way. I I literally just kind of almost poof out of existence at that moment in time. So you, I mean, yeah, God, super like, speed. Like by the I, time anyone has a moment to react, uh, we're getting like the sound effects of the motorcycle speeding off down the street. Yes, uh, I'm dropping Carl and immediately taking off after Felix, flying as fast as I can. Carl yells, "Stay here! I'll be right back. Stay. I need to make sure he's okay." Carl, are you provoking? I am. And eight. All right. We have no team left at this point, right? Nope. No. Carrot or the stick? Um, carrot. I'm taking off after Felix. Uh, how are you doing, so? Go ahead and uh, tell me what that panel looks like. So my telekinetic, like, um, rippling kind of shatters, and we see the ants kind of fall. Though it's Carl, so they're probably still floating anyway. And I fly through the window, and I'm going to just take off down the street following the smoke of the motorcycle. A million ants suddenly close the curtains and the door. Well, put it back on its hinges, I guess. There's like ants all over the place suddenly, and the door goes back into its place. The curtains shut, everything happens at once, and the whole house closes down. Moon Harbor Heroes is produced by Anthony Sheets and T.P. Huth, and edited by Anthony Sheets. Anthony can be found on Twitter at IcyNewYear, or at IcyNewYear.com. T is the host of Incubator on Air, a new play podcast available on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and Google Play. They can be found at T. Huth Playwright on Twitter, or at tphuth94 on Instagram. Faces is GM by me, Anthony Sheets. Carl is played by Simon Meskins. You can find him on Twitter as Jill Bereka. Faye is played by T.P. Huth. Ryder Typhon is played by Kaido Kane. Kaido is a Twitch personality and loves their three mischievous cats. You can find them at the Versian on Twitter and as Kaido Kane on Twitch.tv. Violet Starling is played by Zweifang.
Our logo was designed by Beautiful Beasties. She can be found on Instagram at beastly.doodles or at patreon.com slash beautifulbeasties. The music in this issue is Black Vortex by Kevin McLeod. A link to his website and the license will be in the show notes. If you want to get a hold of us, email us at moonharborheroes at gmail.com or find us on Twitter at moonharborcast. If you enjoyed this issue, please leave us a review on iTunes and tell a friend. Word of mouth and five-star reviews are really the best way for us to keep bringing these stories to more people. And uh, thanks for helping us save the world. We'll see you next issue.